Energy. Energy, energy, energy. <laughs> Did you just say Rochelle Obama? Michelle. Michelle. Okay, because I thought you said Rochelle Obama. I know right? I have a thick accent. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Sarah. <laughs> I can't really say how it affected my career. I did kind of blessing, but I I always had an inkling that it seems like it's definitely a hit for me. <laughs> What's your fake name? Sally. <laughs> hey Sarah. Hey Sally. Welcome to this really exciting episode of Oh Hey Guys. Put it on hold. Look at you. You just look glowing today. You're fired. You need to leave the building right now. <laughs> My security access has been denied. Yeah, that's right. Uh, can somebody on the crew take Sarah out? There is no crew. The reason Sally is reacting like this is because she didn't want to have this conversation. But it's a perfect episode to have it, really. Is it? Because Sally took a... <laughs> I did. And um, why are you sweating? I don't know. I've just got an itchy all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. As soon as the red lights come on, I've I've gone all shy about it because I was pretty much dancing around before. To Madonna, yeah, to Madonna. To oh one Madonna song. No, this is this actually brings up a really interesting point in regard to this episode mm. because this week I've been really obsessed with Madonna. Like I've just been obsessing about her. Um, and she's only sixty, and I think she's amazing. And um, that because we're having this episode I was thinking you know back to when I was a kid and I saved up my pocket money to buy erotica um and I was so excited to buy it and um that album is so good and when I listen to it now it still gives me that same feeling that it did back then and I remember my sister and I were sitting in the back of the car and my mum and my aunt were driving us home just berating Madonna about how filthy she was and how dirty and disgusting she was. Oh, so when she starts a song, I'm Dita, I'll be your mistress tonight. Yeah, that's a great song. It's a classic. But it made me think, though, because that was a preconceived idea that I had of madonna and sex and is sex dirty and all this kind of stuff so it's kind of like it's not a shower after sex <laughs> no i mean yes but like <laughs> oh god um no i just it just kind of reminded me because um i'm just gonna say i'm gonna ask you a question okay don't put your finger at me like that <laughs> i'm gonna ask you a question and know that your natural inclination is going to be to say me to mm. answer me but cast your mind a little wider, all right? I'm going to ask it to you. So who is super smart, really funny, a kick-ass business lady, an award-winning MILF, a fan of the podcast, and pretty much a contender for a nicest lady in the world? Okay, well, you're like not three of those things. What three? You're not that funny. <laughs> um, MILF? I'm a MILF. Other people have to call you a MILF? They do. It's not self-diagnosed. <laughs> and in your case, diagnose is definitely the word. <laughs> Go on. What is the other thing I'm not? You're not award-winning. I have awards for Highland Dancing. I'm in the car. My, my dad gave them to me the other day to bring me home. He's like, do you want these or do you want me to throw them out? And I'm like, um, I don't have trophies for anything. So I am taking them home. No, you're not sporty. I know. When I was bragging to Sarah uh, just before, um, she was saying to me, you're all over the park. And I was like, what park? Like, what is the park? I'm all over. And you were like, well, it's a swimming movement. And I was like, I, why would you use that on me? Like, of all people, why would you use a sporting reference on me? And I, I like, crack jokes around you all the time, but you're not a funny person, so. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. No, but I'm like, what is the park? Whose park? Because I know 
They don't play in a park. They play on. They do for baseball. I think they refer to it as a pitch, don't they? In the yes, but they call the the ground a park. The ground, yeah. They call it a ground. What's thing called again? They call it a park. What's things called? The goalposts. Goalposts. Oh my god! We've done this like twenty. This is our twentieth take. Okay, guys, (laughs) and she does that every time. Goalposts. Posts. I know what they are. I know what they are. I know that you kick the ball through them. How many points do you get when you go through the middle two? Is it AFL or NRL? You tell me. Well, I know that if you lie down with the ball, uh, well, if you pop it on the ground, you get, is it two points? Nah. <laughs> Three points. Three points. Nah. No, I'm not talking AFL. I'm talking NRL. It's four points. And you get two when you do a field goal afterwards. Or if you're doing a penalty shot or you kick a golden point, that's only one point. It's a golden point. Are you talking AFL now? NRL. I believe that you are wrong. Oh, so it's a person who doesn't know sports analogies <laughs> and the only trophy she has is oh, for Highland dancing. dancing. And their participation ones. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was the age swimming champion. For 15, 16, and 17. I don't care. I, well, I'm just saying. You're still a shitty person. Oh. So, <laughs> anyway, enough banter. Um, this week, I'm so freaking excited because we have Brandy Love on. Um, you might remember our really popular episode we did on porn. Um, the rabbit hole episode. The rabbit hole episode where I went down a rabbit hole where I mentioned a lot of times that I had discovered this lady called Brandy Love. Um and I really liked her and I looked her up and looked into her background and stuff, like not in a creepy way, um, but just kind of like found out as much information as I could legally. Um, <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, yeah, I'm just really trying to keep this legal. Um, <laughs> no, but then I thought I really liked her and she'd stayed on my mind. And you liked what she did. I think she's good at her job. I'm just going to say that. I'm not ashamed to say that. Well, you didn't say it. I'm saying it now. I think she's good at her job. Um, and so I wanted to get her on the show. Um, and I did not know how I was going to break through all of her millions of fans. Um, so I made a little gift for her. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Um, in the first bit of the episode, um, just for people who don't know that I did that. Um, and she saw the gift and she loved it and she said she'd come on and then the rest is history. So, I think last week, the week before, I stayed up and spoke to her. It was freaking insane, wasn't it? It's great. She does sound like a very authentic, lovely person. Oh, my God. She's, like, the nicest person ever. And she's really funny. And she's smart. And she's got business. And she could deal with you. (laughs) I mean, stay tuned for the perverted way the episode, uh, the interview ends. (laughs) That was a, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to make it sexual at the end. Mm. I was just. I was just talking off the cuff, and then it, I was like, "Oh, whoa, hang on, no." Mm. Anyway, let me retract that. I've kept that in because I feel like it's hilarious. Yeah, people. People know that I'm a bit of a dick. Brandy asked me a question in the interview um, about why I started the podcast, and I give her an answer in the interview, but I actually gave her a second answer afterwards when I thought about it. A little bit more um and I said to her um basically the reason I think that I started the podcast is because uh, when I was younger I felt so long being ashamed uh of wanting to be with women and being singled out at work and and stuff like that um and now at 38 I kind of have like no more fucks to give um and I just kind of want to help other people get to the place that place of personal freedom mm. if you know what I mean um and I think, I think we spend a lot of time being ashamed of other people's issues with us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would, that would be the answer that I wish I had have given her. Um, but I didn't. I just stumbled over something. Um, yeah, I think that's why I started the podcast. So. Great to know. Yeah, I think we're very sex positive here and I think that's a really good thing because I think you need to be sex positive because I think the more that you hide um, and repress like sexual desires, I mean, not illegal shit. I'm not talking illegal shit. Like just (laughs) 
I'm not talking bad shit. I'm talking about the fact that you just want to have sex in the first place. Um, yeah, I don't think you should do that because I think it causes more problems. So, yeah. And even though my mother thought Madonna was disgusting, I still love Madonna. So, yeah. Anything to say? Yeah, in your face, Chris. No. <laughs> yeah so anyway that that's my take on it i had a cold when i interviewed her i still have a cold i'm still poorly for some reason poorly yeah poorly yeah are you getting your white (laughs) handkerchief out are you like having heart flutters and my consumption oh pa getting my (laughs) smelling salts i am i still feel poorly i can't shake it stop saying poorly it's some sort of zombie disease you're talking like a dude all afternoon yeah now i'm like suddenly you're a lady yeah, because I was like doing like um, pelvic thrush, thrusts in your face. Thrush. Thrusts. Is that what the infection is? No. <laughs> Shut up. Everybody, <clears throat> I hope um, that you're going to love this Brandy Love episode because I absolutely loved it. I'm still floating on air from talking to her because it was so great. I fist pumped the air when we hung up and I'm already planning um, a new episode um to do with her if she is keen. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, are you kidding? It's my pleasure. I'm I'm the one. I'm, I'm honored. You guys are very cool. And I've done some research since we've started talking and listening to your shows and you guys really have a cool thing going. It's it's awesome. Well, thank you. Um I yeah, I didn't know how I was gonna get your attention. Um but when I made the gif and I got your attention, I was like, Yes, this is this is that great. Was genius. I have to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I were like, All right, hey man, because I thought with all your followers, I was never going to break through with a, hi, can you be on the podcast? But I was like, no, I got to do something big. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it worked. That was, that was really, that was really smart because it's never due to lack of interest or trying, but I do have that happen when people don't know how to get in touch with me and they're trying via Twitter. It can be effective, but as, as like you, you're very busy and it's not like you can sit on Twitter 18 hours a day and catch all the good ones. Yeah. You, you, you know, it's a timing thing. And if I'm on and I see it, great. It's not picking favorites. It's just, we did that gift. I was on and I just went, done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh my God, yes. So that was, that was pretty great. I woke up to that. So I was very happy. Excellent. Excellent. So... Today, I just wanted to talk to you about you, really. <laughs> Let's talk about you. That would be more fun. No, I'm, I'm serious. But the only thing I, I do, I really do want to ask you about yeah. your podcast is um, how the two of you, because it, it, it's just you two doing everything at work here. Yeah. What got you started? What was your main... Um, what do you want to accomplish? Um, I had just had a really shitty time at a job that I was doing. And I, cause I do, I do social media for a living, like social media, media strategy and stuff for companies. Uh-huh. And I, I had this really shitty job and I'd gotten to the point where I felt like I wasn't creative anymore and I couldn't do anything. So I took four months off. Um, and I was just sitting here one day and I thought, you know what, like I'm going to just do this podcast and because I'm interested in a lot of people and a lot of things and, you know, I'm constantly kind of doing like researching stuff and and just trying to get like find out information on stuff and I thought, what if I shared that with everyone in the world? Um, How would that go? And turns out it's going pretty well Um, and – and yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened. Like, and it kind of gave me back that creative confidence in myself again. And yeah, that's, that's the story. 
I, I love that. That's fantastic, and it shows. That the reason I ask is because there seems to be some real passion and joy behind what you guys are doing, and that just that makes a difference. Yeah, we've known each other for about 20 years, and we've always had these kind of conversations, and it was, you know, I've kind of got that neurotic vibe a little bit, and Sarah is very sort of, you know, that she can be quite serious sometimes, but yeah, just kind of just kind of work together. So, yeah, people are responding well, and um, yeah, we we get to talk about a lot of cool stuff. I noticed. I noticed, that's, <laughs> and that's excellent. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here to maybe add yet another point of interest and curiosity in people. So, so you will because you were the focus of um, one of our episodes. Um, because I had, I didn't know who Stormy Daniels was, and one one day I decided to sit down and just have a look and see who Stormy Daniels was, and I kind of went down. It was like a rabbit hole of porn, and I just kind of went way way down. And I wasn't that keen on Stormy Daniels porn, but then I knew I was kind of like I liked milf stuff, so I was like, okay, this is this is a me section. And then I came across you and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Um, who's this? And yeah, it was pretty much like that. I was like, oh, hold up. Um, and so I watched that one with you and Abigail Mack and it was where it was like you, you guys were talking in the beginning and um, it was like you were just, I don't know, you were chatting, you were chatting about food or cooking or something and it was all this kind of stuff. And then you kind of like, did the scene I'm, and I'm not really sure on like proper terms and stuff, but I was like, this is, this has made me feel good inside and you are really interesting to me. So then I did what I always do and just researched you, um, and, and was fascinated. Um, you know, because not only do you do this, but you've got businesses, like you've written a book, like you do, like you lecture at universities and stuff. And I was like, this is blowing my mind. So then I went on to ask my friends and I'm like, Hey guys, what kind of porn do you watch? Cause I hadn't actually talked to anyone about that. And everyone kind of reacted to me like, Oh no, I'm not, you know, no, I'm not going to tell you or I don't watch porn. And I was thinking, this is a, mul- <laughs> I know. And I'm like, this is a multi-billion. We all do. Yeah. This, we is, all do. this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Someone is watching this. Like, um, and yeah, I just couldn't like, I couldn't sort of get to the bottom of stuff. So that was what the podcast was about. And it was about my sort of discovery of, well, not my discovery of porn, but I guess your porn and yeah, it would just kind of, we just sort of like went down that kind of angle like that. So, I mean, you, you were pretty much the focus and, um, we just sort of shot off from different parts of that. So yeah, uh, it's so interesting. I'm very flattered. And the thing that's um, the thing that's been so interesting, and I, I what really caught my eye about being able to talk to you guys is talking about gay and lesbian, LGBTQ. There's even other. I'm missing a few letters <laughs> there, but it's 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 a tougher lifestyle. Mm. It's a tougher. It's a tougher being. You know. And, you know, I don't believe in the whole people choose to be gay. You, you either are or you aren't. I mean, yeah. and I was born the way I was born. And I'm a, I am a sexual being. And I didn't know it from the day I was born. But I was always just me. And I always kind of beat to my own drama. When I met my husband, he was the exact same way. So after owning a business and being, well, being in corporate America, if you will, which we both were, and then always wanting our own business and starting the wine label business. And then that transition into porn, which is a long story, and I wouldn't want to bore you. Stories on my website, but it's real. The people developing our website for the wine company were in the adult industry. And it was the first time somebody brought it to our attention as a business. And we're like, mm. oh my God, you mean that's a business? <laughs> I was so naive that I like I thought there were like little porn pixies out there. They just had sex on camera for our enjoyment and then went home to Pixie Land. I had no idea that it was such a real business and these people had careers and there was producers and big movie houses and so we, like you, researched this whole idea of owning an adult business and man, I'll tell you what, I woke up the next day and said, 
sell everything, we're doing porn. <laughs> and my husband was like, are you nuts? And I said, well, no, I mean, look, it's a viable business. We could have a blast doing it, you know, obviously lowering your stress. You're getting paid to do the most enjoyable thing known to humanity. Yep. Masturbating and sex, those are the number one and number two. No matter what country, no matter what background, those are the best things in the world. And we could get paid to do it and have fun together. 24 hours later, we were starting BrandyLove.com. And, um, you know, we've never looked back, but I'll be honest with you, we absolutely decided to take a cue from the gay community. They stood up, they got together, they were loud, they said, look, we're here. We're not going anywhere, you can ignore us, you cannot like us around, but we're united and we're pushing forward. And we made the decision to do the same with our adult career choices because you have two choices. As you know, when you're not socially always welcomed, you either do it loud and say, what are you going to do? Tell me to leave? Good luck. I'll sue you. (laughs) attitude. And then there's the, I'm just going to sit in my little closet and be quiet and not tell anybody and not have to feel any discomfort. And that is not my personality. I was like, if I'm going to be this, if I'm going to let this side of my personality out and be free, I'm going to go for it. And I'd rather make other people uncomfortable for judging me than for me to live in in quiet fear, if you will. Yeah. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Like the judgment in like of the porn industry. Like it's it's crazy to me. Oh, it's pretty massive. It, it, you're exactly right. I mean, we also have a, a development company, and I'll be honest with you, this is no joke. We have had people not sell us their homes because of who we were. We would make an all-cash offer. They would Google us. Next thing you know, they, they simply would say, we're not interested in selling. And not just not selling, but not selling to you. So there are times when I think, you know, we're good, we're comfortable, I can handle things, I've got thick skin, and then you get hit with that and you just shake your head and go, that still exists? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is pretty crazy, but those are also sometimes the things that really kind of make me dig my heels in and, and fight for not only my freedoms, but the freedoms of those who don't have the strength to fight for themselves because that's just wrong. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, it's so foreign to my head that I'm like, if they're doing this to me, how many other people are getting pushed around or or judged to the point of not being able to live <laughs> a comfortable life? It's just crazy. Yeah. It, and, and even when I was doing my research, like, you know, even talking to people, like people were like, oh, you know, it's like, misogynistic like the exploitation of women and stuff and in my view when I was watching the stuff that I was watching I'm like you seem pretty empowered um and you seem pretty smart and capable and all this kind of stuff and I was like I I don't think that's necessarily true that you know like this you know like that like I couldn't sort of I think people hear that they hear someone say it's all this kind of stuff and then they go, yeah, well, that's what it is, but they don't actually watch it and research it and go, well, actually, it's a it's a pretty big business and, and these people have control of stuff, so I don't know. Without question. I mean, there's always, no matter what business you're discussing, there's always good and there's always a few bad. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think our society gets off on the bad. People like to hear the drama. They like to hear the crap stories, like, oh, my God, and, you know, this, 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 and this happened. One incident out of 100,000 happens, Mm. and people go, oh, my God, look, porn is so bad, it's abusive. Well, they don't know the whole story. They have no idea. Maybe, Maybe people showed up on set in a particular way. Maybe, I mean, there's so many variables that it's it's really impossible, but the media loves to portray it as a, a drug-induced, everybody has parent issues, and that's just not the case. I, I have friends in the industry that, like myself, have a very, very extensive education. Their background's very well-educated, had other careers. They're in solid relationships. They have good family homes. Some of us just have a the kink. We have the, the ability 
to be okay with putting our sexual sexuality out there and, and we're okay being judged for it. Mm. In the end, it would appear to me, and with what I've experienced, is that the people judging the harshest are the most insecure with their own sexuality. And it's way easier to point a finger and yell at us and make a stink over our liberation than it is for them to deal with their sexual incapacity. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It, yeah, it is other people's problem and, and how they perceive sex and and all this kind of hang-ups and stuff like that. And and that idea, I guess, that, that we are meant to be ashamed of this really natural desire. Like, everyone wants to have sex. Like, it, that's just how it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much every single person is a salesman. We wake up every day and the, the goal is to figure out how to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think like why why are we not talking about this more? Like I think we we, we kind of shut ourselves off to it and then you know, I think of like kids and stuff growing up and they're kind of they, they get that as well and it's like it's I, I don't think it's shameful to have desires and stuff like that like you know do you like just be you like yeah so I don't know yes absolutely that's that's been one of my biggest things in opportunities to speak um and even in raising our own it's always been about three we took three letters um, you be you, literally, you be you. That's it. If you can master that, if you can dig deep and figure out who you're meant to be, I don't care who it is, but be it and be it to its utmost because you can control your happiness. Yeah. The only way you're going to find happiness is being true to yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that's exactly right. And especially like LGBT stuff. Like, like for example, in Australia recently, we've just had a um, – it was like pretty much a survey that they put out to the whole country to ask if the whole country thought that uh, gay people could get married to each other. Um, uh-huh. And it was pretty pretty awful because um, there were the people that were yelling and screaming about how if gay people got married to each other, then they'd be giving kids dildos in schools and next we'd be marrying dogs. What? Yeah. Yeah, there were like pamphlets. That's totally illogical. That is completely illogical. And funnily enough, it passed. Like 70% of the country said yes, they wanted gay people to get married. And it's been a couple of months now and still no dildos in the schools. So, you know, it was... Isn't that amazing? Just it, shocking. Yeah, they just like just <laughs> sprouting rubbish about, yeah, like, you know, and, and then it always goes down to like, you know, if gay people get married, then we're going to marry our dogs. And it's like, no one's marrying a dog. It like, is a slippery, it is a slippery slope. <laughs> people don't, they, cause they don't understand the difference between, look, here, the, the reality is if people would just marry for love, I don't care who, who they marry or if they marry a few people and live in a commune or if it's like 20 people who decide to get married. If it's a loving relationship and, and it's working for them, what do we care? Yeah. Everybody would be happier if they were actually engaged in relationships that they wanted to be in, not because of what they're told they can and can't do or whom they can and can't love. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I learned that lesson pretty late in life, so that was that was a good lesson to learn, though. <laughs> but okay, so really, well, I've had some. Yeah, I had some pretty rubbishy kind of relationships, and my last one, I was like, hang on a minute, like you know what, this is, yeah, I've learned some, some massive lessons here. So yeah, it's been, it's been a good journey kind of thing. So, you know, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all good now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, do you, I could go into the whole thing and <laughs> Um, I would absolutely listen. But isn't that the truth in life, though, in, in, in relationships? Is Of course there's going to be bad ones, but those bad ones help you figure out and find the good ones. Yeah. You don't know what you like and don't like until it's put in front of you. And the key to the success of that is figuring out, can you kind of like it? Just get out. Don't waste anybody's time. Get out and find somebody with the better traits, if you will, or the, yeah. the things that you are looking for. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and that was like with my last relationship, like she was very, um, like every single thing was wrong. So I would get up in the morning and I either slept wrong or slept too loudly. Um, and then the way I showered and then the way I drank my coffee and then the way I ate and then what I wore. And then, you know, it kind of went on until we both got home from work. And then it was like, you know, the way you cook dinner, like the, you know, like the mess and all this kind of stuff. And it was like every day and you kind of just go, well, hang on a minute. Like, I don't think I'm doing. Every- yeah, that's, that's, no, that's way too much neg- negativity. Yeah. They obviously had a lot of negative things in their life. They didn't want to be the only one feeling that way. So unfortunately you were the object of their, you know, ability to bring you down. That sucks. You're not selling it, are you? No, 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 no. And it's it's like a year or so over. And I'm like, I I sit here now and I'm like, I have this really great life. Like I'm talking to Brandy Love. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I've got a podcast. I've got a good job. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter and, you know, life is pretty good. And I'm like, I don't actually need. Yeah, I was going to say, what a turnaround. What a turnaround. Yeah. So I'm kind of like. You know, I'm just doing what I want to do and, you know, you're just kind of like being your authentic self and just going, you know what, I am interested in a lot of things. I don't have a lot of judgment for a lot of things, so I'm I'm going to explore that in the podcast. So I'm, you know, just happy to to talk to people. So, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And you're doing that and now, look, life is getting better. Being true to yourself is absolutely the key. Yeah. Good things come when you're being authentic and doing what you love and and have passion, which is my key word. It's an interesting word, but I've been asked the unique questions that I get asked because of who I am. What's your favorite position? What do you like about a scene? All of those types of questions. Mm. For me, it comes down to one thing. I'm always seeking passion. Yeah. If people say about the scene I shot, wow, that was a really hot scene because of this. I hope that this is that they saw the passion because to me that's what sex is. That's the hottest sex you can have is when you're passionate. Yeah, and that's what I thought in that when in that Abigail Mack um, scene that you did. That was what I was. That was passion. That I thought that was passion. Like I, I don't know if that was. I mean, I mean, it would have been real passion, I guess. Like, but yeah, you guys seem to really click in um, really well. So. Like, we totally did, and it was really interesting because we'd never met, and we both knew about each other, but mm-hmm. it was there was never we never shot a scene together or anything. And um, being under contract with Sweetheart Films for all my girl girl scenes has been so fascinating because I'm getting to meet a bunch of women that I normally wouldn't. She and I, in particular, it was, when I was reading your email, I thought that's just so classic. It makes me so happy because she and I both. As the scene was developing, you know, the talking, they did catch on video. That wasn't scripted. They just, they let us do our thing, and we were kind of getting to know each other. There was that natural flirtation. The flirtation turned into sexual tension. And she and I were both like, holy shit, this is going to be so hot. Like, I could feel it. She could feel it. And then it happened. And after the scene, she and I just looked at each other like, wow. Yeah. Now, that's that's, that's just chemistry. We, We literally did click that way. Um, and the other scene, there's, there's a lot, and there's so many, I, I, there's none that I, I haven't enjoyed, but the other one that really kind of flipped my lid, if you will, is the, the Sweetheart Sisters, it was called Coven Wives for Sweetheart Films, and I say Sweetheart Sisters because it was with the other two contract stars, um, Cherie DeVille and Alexis Fox, and the three of us got to do a scene together, and to this day, it's jaw-dropping to me. It was the most intense balls to the wall, we just went for it, and we all have a, a, a very similar sex drive and a similar energy, and it was the first time the three of us got to be together, even though we individually been together, mm. and it was just, it was outrageous, honestly. It was probably one of the most outrageous things as far as chemistry and energy that I've, I've done. Well, that, that is on my list of things to do uh, as of now. <laughs> Let me know how you feel about it. I will. I will definitely let you know my thoughts. <laughs> uh, so what what do you right. think makes a good like porn star? Is it passion? Like 
what I what I the most important thing that I would say there's it's twofold. But number one is do it for the right reasons. Everybody does need to work. I get it, and not everybody has the same skill set. But you don't pick porn because it's the last option. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's detrimental to your sex, your sexual health. It's detrimental to the viewer. It's detrimental to your castmates because everyone can feel it. If you're not a sexual person, you have no business being in porn. It just is totally, totally doesn't make any sense, and it's bad for everybody. Yeah. So absolutely, the desire, naturally, naturally liberated, naturally high sex drive, desire to be, um, you know, got to be pretty extroverted and an exhibitionist. Um, yeah. And if you're not those things, as well as very well grounded in whom you are, because you take a lot of heat, you, you will have a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of torpedoes tossed at you. And if you don't have thick skin, if you're not really solid in who you are and why you are who you are and what you're doing for a living, that worries me for anybody because it's not a super simple choice. So those would be the things that, I mean, that's probably way more than two things, but, you know, very solid foundation, securing who you are, securing your sexuality, and, and really the desire to explore your own sexual adventures. Yeah. That makes a great porn star. And and you are a great porn star, aren't you? Like, I mean, not not just in my opinion, but you've you've got awards and 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 stuff like that. Like, people people agree with me. You are a great porn star. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm very humbled by the whole concept of the work. The fact that I'm considered it, um, it really struck me in the last few years because I, you know, I'm kind of like a turtle, slow and steady, just doing my thing. <laughs> yep. Um. And it, I've enjoyed it, and it's been a great uh, career. But it's because it's been slow and steady and not like an overnight success, it's taken years, it, 12 years in before I started being working on it. And then it felt like all of a sudden, oh, my God, you go to Italy, and you get off the plane, and people are yelling your name. You're like, what? Oh, my God. I mean, God. It, really, it really took me aback because I was, I was that naive. I mean, we all know the Internet's... <laughs> It's worldwide. I mean, yeah. everybody, but until somebody says, oh my God, and you know, I'm from America and I'm in a whole other country and, and they know who I am, it, it really hits you in the forehead like, holy crap, we, we've really done something cool here. This is incredible, but it's also a little scary because you also realize that when you go out with your hair in a bun and your roots are four inches from, you know, you haven't gotten your hair done and you're, you've got a broken nail and you look like shit and that's when somebody goes, Hey Brandy, can I get a picture? <laughs> you gotta suck it up and, and just be like, "All right, I chose to be a scrub today, and now I'm gonna pay forever because that photo's going on Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> so at the same time, that it's incredibly humbling and awesome, yeah. it's awesome. There are those realizations that come with with that kind of um, notoriety. Is that you're being watched a lot? Mm. You know, no matter where you go and. Sometimes you just want to go in and get a soda and you can feel the eyes peering at you like, oh, it's her. It's that pornographer girl. <laughs> and then other times you have people smile at you and give you the thumbs up and be like, love your work. <laughs> so there's, there's a balance, you yeah. know, there's a balance, but I choose to accept the positive ones and be like, yeah, man, rock out, I know what's up with you. And the haters, they're going to hate anyway, so yeah. just brush it off, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's true. I I enjoy uh, looking at your Twitter feed sometimes, um, and particularly the other day, I think someone tweeted at you that they were coming around to fuck you, um, and you responded with "I'll be waiting with my nine millimeter" um, with a smiley face, and that made me laugh so much. Like that that you respond. Like you, I mean, you're so interactive anyway. But that response was just hilarious. Like I, sometimes I have to. I feel like I have. I, I try to mix humor into things so that others, this that particular person, is never going to get that what they said is highly inappropriate, right? Yeah. So I already know that I'm not going to reach them. However, I will. I will poke fun at them without them even knowing by doing things <laughs> yeah. like that yeah. because my fan base is highly 
I really do feel like my fan base, my real fan base, is highly intelligent. Yeah. Highly intelligent people. And that I, I have a lot of fun with playing with words and doing things like that. So right off the bat, you got it, and that's what I'm talking about. I love that. Yeah. Some people come back on and go, oh, my God, you're so mean. And I think, <laughs> oh, and the rapist over there is a nice guy? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's be real about what we're, we're you know Yeah, exactly. It weeds, it weeds out the good from the bad so quickly that I just have fun with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that was, that was the best response because it just popped up and I was like, oh, man. That is great. And he, he will never know what that means. Like, it's just, yeah, like you said. That he, was... No, he's still scratching his head thinking, are <laughs> there's a chance? <laughs> I'm going to get in the car and go. <laughs> I know. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Whoa. You must I mean, Twitter, get. Twitter's a great outlet. Yeah, you must get a lot of um, people that are sort of a little bit dodgy sometimes. I imagine. Well, you know, it's been very interesting. Uh, in one capacity, yes, there are, there are times where people take it too far. They just take it too far. I mean, you know, from death threats to really, really, really aggressive comments. And whether they don't believe in my politics, they don't believe in my choice of, of uh, profession, which is so strange to me because I wouldn't go on to another person's profile, their feed, whatever you want to call it, and choose to attack them. Yeah. I would read it, and if I'm not into their into their life, I'd go, not for me, and move on. Yeah. It's always fascinating to me that people choose to jump my line and tell me what an idiot I am for the belief system I have. And mm. I think about that, and I go, wait a minute, who's the real idiot here? Yeah, exactly. You know, because it's like, that's <laughs> an improper thing to do. If you don't like what I'm saying, Move on. Yeah. No, if you want to have an intelligent conversation, let's do it. I'm all for that. You don't have to agree with me to have an intellectual conversation. I'm all yours. Yeah. But uh, the way people will jump a fee and call you names because you don't believe what they do is just the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So yeah. sometimes I make, um, I really have a, a, a love fest with them, taking them down, as you call it, a rabbit hole and exposing them for the person they are. Yeah, and it like, and for people like me, when I see that, I'm just like, oh man, like, why, why bother? Like, why come on and say that stuff to her? Like, what? <laughs> I know. You're like me. There are times I get down on my knees and I'm, I'm looking up to the heavens with tears, saying, "Why? <laughs> why did you do that?" Yeah, it's just. I'm and just... then you actually feel sorry for them. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. They have time to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just going to sit down now and just, like, troll Brandy Love for a couple of hours. Like, nah, it's, I don't know. Like, you got to wonder what I mean, in that, when you say it like that, it's kind of flattering, but I really wish they'd find something else to do that's a little more productive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy to me. And I guess, like, that idea that, that, some I guess some people don't think that you're an actual real person. Like it's you're just there for their pleasure, and and that's it. So well, that is that is again you're, you're hitting on something where um, when you said what makes a good porn star, um, not just a good porn star, but capable of handing your mental health yeah. into choosing such a um, a career. Because like you said, you know some some of these younger into new into the industry get on Twitter and. They're excited about their career. They're excited to be in the industry they're in. And then some jackass jumps on their profile and starts calling the names that I don't think they've ever been called in their lives, which I would hope they haven't. Mm. And you just go, really? You know, and that could devastate them to the point where, the, you know, there, there is a serious issue with social media and people's aggression and... and the things they say can cause people to have mental breakdowns. Uh, to me, that's not funny. No. I think it's horribly sad that a stranger would choose to make somebody else feel so bad that they, they can take things into their own hands. And that just is, that's sad. We, we need to do something about that. Yeah. What, I, I don't, what are we doing about that? I don't think, I don't see a lot happening, you know, in regard to those kind you of trolls. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I wish that there was enough uh, strength, enough persistence, enough 
self-policing. I'm a huge believer in self-policing. Mm. And you would think that as a, as a class of people, as humanity, that there would be enough of us that when you see somebody being bullied or you see something nasty, hugely inappropriate online, that we didn't have to count on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, but we could rely on each other to somehow get these people shut down immediately. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know that that's happening or not. That's a great question. In some ways it is. I mean, I've, I've had the, <laughs> it's been awesome. There have been times when somebody comes on to my feed, says horribly inappropriate things, and within minutes their account is down. Now, it could be down because my fans attacked them, mm-hmm. not physically, but, you know, went after them, and they realized, oops, yeah. I messed with the wrong person. I, I'm taking, now I'm taking the abuse I dished out, and they just shut their account down. Yeah. Or enough people do block this person, and, and Twitter or IG finally goes, you know what, we don't need that person in the community. Yeah. And that, to me, would be a win, you know? Yeah, that would be a huge win. Yeah. What do you what do you do when you're not working? Like are you are just a normal person? You just hang around? I you know, I, I am. I we do my, my husband and I own three companies, so we always have something going on. There are always things to do. But that said, because we are our own, own bosses, we have the luxury of, you know what, some days we wake up and we're like, Let's go kayaking. Mm. Let's go on a, a two hour hike. Um we love real estate, so sometimes we'll spend two hours to us this is home. <laughs> I know it's not super sexy, but it's super fun, you know, searching the different real estate sites and looking for those great pieces of property. We love wine. I, I love great, I'm, I'm a total foodie, and I love good wine. So he cooks a lot, I clean a lot. It's a perfect combination. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like a perfect match. <laughs> It, it is in so many ways, but we, we do, we do like the normal things. We love um, all outdoor sports. We're huge concert goers. Um, so, yeah, I think and people might be surprised that outside of my very uh, public sex life that we're really normal people. Yeah. I think it's good. Whatever, whatever normal means. Yeah, exa- yeah <laughs> exactly. I think it's good that people should people should know that that you're just like you know a normal lady just living kind of thing like yeah and, and i try i try to, to portray that twitter is a lot more um fun and in your face i'll be honest with you i really do express a particular side of my personality on there with good reason um there's a large following there's a lot of poking the bear. I, I do enjoy smashing trolls and playing games on there. <laughs> where on in, I do, I'm not going to lie, it's really really become a fun thing for me. Um, but on Instagram, um, it's more of an opportunity to, to I try to show people that. I take pictures when I'm hiking. I do take pictures on my jet ski. I do live streams when I'm not on the lake. Um, you know, the whole look what I'm eating photos, which I can't stand, but people like to know. So yeah, yeah, they do. I, I try to show on the Instagram feed more the behind the scenes of porn and just normal life. Yeah. I think I think that's perfect. I think I think you're great. I think you're doing a great job at everything. Well, I I certainly try and, and you know, sometimes with this lifestyle balance can be difficult balancing home life and, and what really matters to you with the with the, um, what's required, you know, mm. in the industry, but it's, it's been one hell of, one hell of a ride, I'm not going to lie, and it's, I can't imagine choosing anything other than what we did, because it's, it's definitely us, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> us. Yeah, it, yeah, it sounds perfect, like, yeah, I was, I was really glad to come across you, I think, um, and, you... Well, I'm really glad you came across me. I love it. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm. I look. I could. I could probably sit and talk to you all night, but I'm conscious I've taken up 40 minutes of your time so far. Um, and you've got a me day, don't you, today? So, um, I don't want to take up. I do. Every 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 day is a busy day, but I am so thrilled that we're able to do this. And absolutely, if if there's a time in the future where 
come up with some more questions or I've done something in my career that's interesting to you and you'd like to discuss it, it would be my honor to come back and chat with you. That I, that is so great, and that will definitely happen because this this has been amazing. This is oh yeah, I'm I'm so thrilled to talk to you. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, and a big shout out to all your fans. Um, I've listened to several of your podcasts, and have been nothing but um, just very intrigued. You guys are doing a wonderful thing, and I will absolutely let my fans know when this podcast is out. Just let me know. Yep. And let's let's spread some love. Let's spread some love. It's way overdue. Absolutely. Like I said to you, like I just wanted to have a love fest here on this podcast with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've done that. I'm I'm pretty happy with this. So, yeah. No, me too. Me too. If I could give you a big smooch through the phone, I would. Yeah, that would be good. But yeah, I'm I'm imagining it. So, that's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded dodgy. I didn't mean it in a dodgy way. <laughs> no, it was not. It was very very sexy. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a really great place to end. I think. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I will. I will let you know when it comes out, and I will definitely contact you in the future. Oh, um, that's perfect. You have an amazing. Well, it's midnight. It's now <laughs> one in the morning. Have a wonderful night's sleep. I will. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a great day. Uh, I told you guys that it ended on a weird note. Oh well, for anyone that knows you, yeah, it's not so expected. Weird, but yeah. But then she thought it was sexy, so I'm like, you know when you're like, <laughs> kind of laughing like that, like, yeah, anyway, it's all And she does laugh like that. It's all blur. I do laugh. I don't laugh like that. I have a, I have a honey-voiced laugh. Oh. A radio voice. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, guys, next week, uh, it's a bit of a juxtaposition. Um, we're going to have an episode on religion. Um, I've spoken to some um, really cool religious people. Um, priests, ministers, I don't know what their technical term is. Um, they've obviously researched on well. Uh, <laughs> I think they're ministers. Um, well, they've all got different names though. Um, because I think that religion is, there's so much stuff with religion in regard to people feeling ashamed and stuff about themselves. So that's, that's where we're heading next week. So we're going down a religion Rabbit hole. Yeah, religion rabbit hole. Um, I know a lot of people that I've been with in the past have had issues with um, their sexuality because of a religion they were brought up in and stuff, um, which has been quite damaging. So it it interests me, religion. I am not a religious person, but it interests me the hold that it has over people and how long and how hard that hold goes. Mm. So, yeah, uh, it's an interest area for me and um, I guess, like I always say, it's my podcast, not yours. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, Trixie and Katya. <laughs> um, all right, see you next week, Sarah. See you, Sally. God, I love spending this time with you. Oh, I thought you liked spending time with your mama. I like spending time with my mama. Oh, God, don't do it too. <laughs> <laughs>